Media Complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, April 11th in the year 2018. Now, on Wednesdays, of course, for the first 30 minutes or so, the Phillips File on Wednesdays concentrates on the opioid and uh, heroin epidemic crisis here in Central Florida. We dispel with usual, uh, with the normal stuff that we talk about in the beginning minutes of the program. We just want to get to the heart of the matter, the meat of the bone right off the bat. Today is interview number six with Maria Bledsoe. Ms. Bledsoe is the Chief Executive Officer with the Central Florida CARES Health System. Welcome, Ms. Bledsoe. Can I call you Maria? Okay, let's turn her mic on, please. Let's get her mic on. There we go. We got it on for you. Welcome to the program. Thanks for taking some time with us. First of all, that's that's a mouthful. That's the Central Florida CARES Health System. Why don't you give the, the audience and, and me some background? How long has this been around and how did it originate? Why? So Central Florida CARES is the abbreviation that we use. Has okay. Been, has been around since July 2012. Okay. It was created out of the legislature statute, creating the managing entities. That's what we're referred to, the managing entities. There are seven of us across the state of Florida. Okay. And Central Florida CARES is the central region managing entity. So we, are, we manage the substance abuse and mental health dollars from the state and federal dollars that come through. Okay. And I cover four counties, Orange, Osceola, Seminole, and Brevard County. Okay, I'm going to ask you to speak right into that, straight into that microphone. There you go. So this is state-mandated with, with state dollars that come into this particular organization. You're what, four or five counties, did you say? Four counties. Okay, four counties. And it's your purpose. I mean, what was the idea behind this? It Was it, am I, am I correct that people saw a problem after the pill mills closed down and heroin and other substances came to the forefront and somebody said we need to do something about this so the managing entities weren't created as a result of that the managing entities or central florida cares was created as part of the privatization of the substance abuse and mental health okay the the opioid epidemic as a result of the cha- the closing and addressing the pill mill issues the addiction moved towards the opioid epidemic, the heroin epidemic right. that we are facing here today. Tell That's the audience about this uh, crisis, this epidemic. It is not just Central Florida. It's nationwide if we pay any attention to, to that, this. But I think you could probably give us a pretty good idea of an overview of what what is the, the crisis, where are we crisis-wise here in the counties that are, that you're covering, what do you, what do you get? What are you hearing? What do you see? So what we're hearing and seeing in our county is that yes, it is an epidemic that's that's rising. The addict is no longer the individual that you will you used to hear about right. in the alleys. Now it's your working population, your older population, depending on which county you're in. 
it is your educated individuals. Mm -hmm. And as a result of a potential injury, an illness, or a back, let's say, use example of back pain, that they had, they've gotten addicted to opioid epidemics. Um, in the stats that I have provided, yeah, give us some Even, idea. Give a, the, just provide so, some of these stats to the audience so we get a better idea, a little bit better idea about what's happening in our community. Okay. So I'm going to give you, um, just even here in Florida, uh, and on average about 16 people a day die of opioid epidemic. In Florida? In Florida. Okay. And I can tell you that from 1999 to 2015, there were 4.1 million fewer people in the workforce because of the addiction. Really? And generally, it's the age of 25 to 54 um, that affects the employment aspect of it. That affects the U.S. economy. And it's about $702.1 billion. That's just under $44 billion a year. Nearly um, 1 million are the prime age, 25 to mm-hmm. 54, the working, the working age. This is nationwide. This is nationwide. Right, okay. Um, 42,000 people in 2016 died. Um, 20% of men and 25% of women declined in the workforce because of the opioid epidemic. There's 5.7 million and 6.4 million work hours. 5.7 for men, 6.4 for women were lost between 99 and 2015. Yeah, is it your observation that this really, the opioid crisis really took off? Well, we had pill mills operating mm-hmm. all across the United States to one degree or another. Uh, we had them here in Central Florida. They cracked down on the pill mills. And what we've heard from the persons who we've had here before, the addicts, recovering addicts, and, and current addicts, they essentially said they moved on. They could no longer get the pills, plus the price of heroin, was less than what the price for pills were. Mm-hmm. Correct. Is that is that your experience that's, as well? That's what we're hearing. Yes. Yeah. There is so so uh, Central Florida Cares works with essentially healthcare providers. Would would that be correct? Correct. We subcontract with about twenty five providers in okay. the four county region, and they provide the behavioral health, substance abuse, and mental health services in all four counties. And some and it ranges from prevention, intervention, crisis support, emergency, residential, outpatient services. It, it, so somebody the- alerts you, and then you send them to another agency that can actually have hands-on treatment. Correct. They can come, they can contact our, our office, right. and we connect them with an agency, or they go directly to the agency. So okay. if an individual is maybe transported by law enforcement to one of our organizations right. let's, for, let's say, crisis support emergency, Family members can take their loved ones to any of our providers, and they'll provide services to the individuals based on their needs. I know we're talking about um, heroin and opioid, but right. this could, you know, it could be mental health and substance abuse because that's what I fund across the four-county network. Mm-hmm. But mental health probably falls into the opioid crisis itself to, to when some it's degree. When it's occurring, yes. Uh, I noticed. I don't have the sheet in front of me, but with Central Florida Cares, and there's a list of of who you work with and who you coordinate with, and it just seems to me, man, there's a lot of different agencies that are. It just seems to me it doesn't it doesn't seem that I guess you're the you're the umbrella organization for all these tasks for task forces 
in in Central Florida. Would, would that be correct, whether it's a law enforcement agency or a county? It seems that every county has a drug task force or a prevention task force. I, and you're the, the umbrella organization for all these. Would that be somewhat of a correct observation? Well, I work with each of the county's right. task force. I don't manage the counties. We are, we've come together, whether it's county government, law enforcement, even the medical industry has come together to develop strategies to implement across the four counties. Each county has their own. So they're listed on my website as also resources. Yeah, I just, I mean, what the sheet says, the Orange County Drug Free mm-hmm. Coalition, the Seminole Prevention Coalition, the Brevard Youth Substance Abuse Prevention Coalition. It just goes on and on and on and on. So, I mean, the, one of the observations we get every time we do this program, we'll get people text or call in and say, where do I start? They're, they can start with you. They can start with your organization. Correct. Because they say, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And Correct. somebody and I, in their family has a crisis, they can... Correct. They Start can contact there. our office or they can even dial 211. 211 is the We've easiest number mm-hmm. to and remember. And they can, they, can they can be directed to you and then you can direct them to probably mm-hmm. the, best or, the best organization that might fit their particular needs. Correct. Okay. All right. We got that settled. Now, your organization is one of the only ones you told me that was provider organized. What, Correct. What, explain that. When, when the um, when the managing entities were put into statute... Of Tallahassee. This, out of Tallahassee, out right. of legislate, legislature. We, providers in this community, there were seven providers mm-hmm. that came together and created Central Florida Cares. Right. And they applied for the managing entity funding and they were awarded. So we, we are the only ones that were provider developed out of the seven. Providers do sit on the board as well as a, a private agencies. I have health department, I have law enforcement, I have uh, consumers both of mental health and substance abuse that sit on the board because it's always good when you're making decisions about the system of care to get everybody's perspective because that is the system of right. care. Right. Maria Bledsoe is our guest. She is the chief executive officer of Central Florida Cares. I mean, you meet with these different organizations. You hear from all different aspects, different aspects of what's going on with this opioid crisis in Central Florida. Is this get? Is this... Is it hitting a plateau? Is it, I don't want to use the word normalizing, but is it settling or is it getting worse or is it getting better? I think the response, would it be safe to say the response by first responders, fire, police, sheriff's department, much better than it used to be. But the, but the number of people who need help, do you think it's increasing or is it now somewhat static? I, I, I think it's increasing because it's, it's more pre- it's more prevalent and being made aware of, and people are now seeking more services right. where in the past that may have not been the case. As people become aware of the resources that are available and start to access the resources, as well as family members. Once family members become aware, they can encourage their loved ones to seek services, and they know where to take their loved ones for service. All right, we'll continue this interview. Maria Bledsoe is our guest. She's with Central Florida Cares. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. From- the Phillips File, a Wednesday edition. Every Wednesday for the first 30 or 40 minutes or so, we concentrate on the opioid crisis epidemic here in uh, Central Florida. This is interview number six. We're talking with Maria Bledsoe, who is the chief executive officer with the Central Florida CARES Health System. Let's refer to it as Central Florida CARES. 
Uh, this is an organization you can turn to uh, if you're trying to find help, whether it's mental health or whether it's a problem with, uh, with addiction. Uh, this is an org- organization, an umbrella organization that can direct you uh, to uh, services that might be able to provide some health. Am I right, Marie? I think you were telling me during the break that, that Central Florida Cares is essentially for persons without insurance or on Medicaid. Is that correct? We, we actually um, serve the underinsured, underinsured or uninsured population. Okay, underinsured. And we also, persons who have a form of insurance and their insurance drops for some particular or run, reason. Or runs reason. out. Correct. Mm-hmm. Then we they can um, access our services through our network. Let's go through some uh, some numbers again, some st- statistics that you might have about where we are as it relates to. I mean, we could go in a different direction. We're we're talking about mental health uh, crisis here in Central Florida, but right now we're concentrating on heroin opioid. Uh, problems here in Central Florida. What kind of numbers do you have going up, going down, static? What are we looking at now? They tend to be static depending on on the fiscal year. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in, in our fiscal year in 2016-17, we served a total of 35,000 individuals. In fiscal year... Wait a seven, minute, do that? What's that number again? 35,000. Now in keep the, it in the forecast, but this is mental health, health or dr- substance abuse or substance abuse. And but thirty-five thousand, correct? And that's that's thirty-five individuals. Thirty-five, yeah, thirty-five thousand individuals. Wow, thirty-five thousand individuals utilized Central Florida Cares to try to find out how to get help with whether it's mental health or whether it's opioid actually, addiction. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be substance abuse. It can be mental health. 35,000 total, that's individuals. That's not to say that they didn't receive an array of services. They could be co-occurring and receive both substance abuse and mental health. They could receive multiple types of treatment services. And in 2008, so right now we're coming near the end of the 2018 fiscal year, and to date we've served about 24,000. Let's reiterate, if uh, you need some kind of assistance, you're underinsured, no insurance, 211, that will connect you with Central Florida Cares. Central Florida Cares will help you find some kind of assistance or direct you in, in a provide you with the direction to get some assistance actually 211 will refer the individuals directly to our network okay. provider and okay. if you gotcha. can also contact our office and we'll be able to be happy to connect you with the providers in your particular county so we tend to gotcha. ask a series of questions to ensure that we're directing individuals to the right place. Tell me about this pilot program. Mo said you have a pilot program that you're working up or just starting with the local hospitals. What is that Correct. all about? Well, um, we're working with one of our providers, Aspire's Health Partners, who's um, working in, with the couple local hospitals. And how this works is individuals that are taken to the emergency room mm-hmm. because of a potential overdose, they're connected then with a... A representative from Aspire it could be a care, they're referred to as care coordinators mm-hmm. um, or a peer support individual. Right. And once they leave the hospital, their services will be in place. So there is not left up to the individual once they leave the hospital to establish contact with a provider. They will already be connected. So you catch them right as they walk in that emergency room. And when they leave that emergency room or that crisis, they are being funneled to an agency and have some kind of. Um, the and service is in place. Yeah. Yeah, the drugs mm-hmm. are in place. The whatever's yes. in place, their rehab is in place. Correct. Oh, that's great. 
it, that's a rare thing that you don't have a lot of. There's not a lot of hospital in, in a partnerships. I mean, you said I, it was I, a pilot project I, for us, but it's a pilot project for us. It's not to say that it may not be happening anywhere else. I could not respond <clears throat> okay. to that, right. but I know for us in our region, yes, that's that's first a pilot. one. Mm-hmm. No one wakes up in the morning uh, saying, "Gee, I think I'll become a drug addict today. I think I'll." become a substance abuser That's is it right. your experience i mean is it your experience that people who are having these addiction problems with opioids heroin whatever it might be pills uh, their their biggest fear is is the withdrawal it's not the you know i think is is there a misconception i think there's a misconception tell me if i'm wrong that people who do not have this problem or do not have relatives or friends that do not have one of these substance abuse problems think that people are on heroin or opioids because they want to get high. They want to have a feeling of euphoria for whatever it is. And then, but it's my experience from what we've talked, you know, we've talked to addicts on this program. Once they become addicted, their fear is withdrawal. Their fear is they just want to remain well. That's the, that's the information that I've also learned through the course of, of my research as it relates to the However, they got addicted. Exactly. They do not want to go through the the withdrawal process of it because it's painful. Right. And it's probably easier to get their hands on one of these substances than maybe sometimes going through withdrawal, I would imagine. I I cannot respond to that. I I actually... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I actually mentioned to to Moira prior to the show that it would be good to get a physician in here to talk about the physiological changes, because right. right. um, they could respond better to. We had somebody those tell us it was like your brain expects this level of chemical. That's correct. And then you're, when you withdraw from it, your brain is screaming to replace it well, with something. Anybody who smokes cigarettes or anybody who's tried to get off caffeinated coffee. Yes. But this is. As it's been described, the flu, the worst case flu, a hundred times worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anybody, I would think, you know, said, well, you can beat that, but if you've got the flu and it's a hundred times worse than the flu you've ever had, and you could get your hands on a substance to alleviate the, those bad conditions, you'd, prob- you'd probably go for it. Tell us, uh, Maria, about Chasing the Dragon. This is a, this, is this a, a national movie that's available all over, but you utilize this particular documentary, Correct. don't you? The documentary is on our website. It, was, it is a documentary that's available, obviously, nationwide, mm-hmm. but you can access it through our website. It does give some real-life experiences of individuals that have overcome addiction it taught they give you explicit information of of how they experience their withdrawals it also has members who have lost loved ones due to addiction mm-hmm. they've also shared their stories there it's a very good documentary it talks about the opioid epidemic it talks about the medications the various medications and and also on the website there's warning signs information as well where do you think this is going in the couple of minutes we have remaining? I mean, what, what do you? I think it, the, what, the, what, what is your personal forecast? You hear from various elements that are associated with this crisis in Central Florida. What are you hearing? I from what we hear, the fact that it's it's being brought to the forefront. Mm-hmm. We have um, we're putting resources in place to to help to address the epidemic. It it's difficult to say where this is going to go in in two years, three years. But we're addressing it now, 
and we're making, you know, available resources. I think that as we talked about earlier, it, it, it became more prevalent once the pill mills were mm-hmm. shut down and then the movement of the, the heroin, the opioid epidemic. So you, you just don't know what's, what's coming next. Around the corner, yeah, it's hard. So to at least there's at least more awareness out there exactly. that we have a very serious problem. And it's not just in that part of the country or that part in the country. What we see on the news in other parts of the country, whether it's New England or in the Midwest, we've got that problem here in Central Florida. Once again, Marie, just go over the function uh, and the responsibilities of Central Florida Cares, why you're in existence, and, and, and what you can do for people in need. So Central Florida Cares manages substance abuse and mental health services in Osceola, Seminole, Brevard, and Orange County for a county region. We make we subcontract with a network of organizations to ensure that the resources are available to the community, to members of the community who are in need of these treatment services. They they we can you can access services by visiting our website at centralfloridacares.org. There's a lot of information there on that website. A There's a ton of information on that website. I think maybe one of the best I've seen when it deals with information that people want or or need to have as it relates to this crisis. Thank you. No, it is. Thank you, because when we developed it, we developed it with the consumer in mind. Right. um, Just to make sure it's really button-driven for the consumer to access the information necessary. At Do I remember you saying that Florida is 49 out of 50 when it comes to state uh, to commitment, uh, financial commitment to this problem? So statistically, 49th in a state for, for mental health. Uh, funding. Oh boy! Yeah. Um, but mm. there's, you know, strides being made. Right. It's little by little. Always more work. Heck, to be at done. least there's not more 50. Work. I guess that's good. Yeah, <laughs> look on the bright side. Yeah, that's right. Maria, thanks for joining us this afternoon. I would advise anybody who wants more information to go to their website. There's a ton of information that can direct you this way or that way. Or if you're a parent concerned with your children, there's information on that. Remember the telephone number two one one that will direct you to an organization that might be able to, an outfit that might be able to help you out or a loved one, that person in in crisis, that person in need, whether it's mental health, whether it's substance abuse uh, problems as well. Thank you for joining us. You've been a big help, and we really appreciate it. We're going to count on you to direct us in some other other areas as we continue with these interviews as the the year wears on. And thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great job. See, it wasn't too bad, was it? (laughs) Painless, right? (laughs) Right. Very good. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1.